0: Welcome back to the Athlete Hackers podcast. My name is Chris Schrade.
1: and I'm Mark Spellman. What's happening, people? Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, today, we are here. Three today Here's number three of our day. It's we're 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 ending with a bang here. Um, the the person uh, we have bringing in today was somebody that I met, I believe. Between 10 and 15 years ago. Um, I was the strength coach at Fairfield University. The men's basketball coach at the time, Ed Cooley, who's now at Providence, uh, as we've said on numerous other episodes, wanted his guys to get more flexible. He Mm -hmm. wanted them to be able to move better. He wanted them to have a little more recovery with the training that we were doing because we were getting after it on the court and on the weight room in the weight room and in conditioning. So I was like, hey, let's give the guys some yoga. Um, That led me to um, Fairfield University uh, Recreation and Campus Fitness Facility, where I met with their director, asked him about the yoga instructors that he had on staff. And it brought me to Jeannie, who I met with a couple times. I met with her uh, one-on-one a couple times, and then we met with Coach Cooley. And we decided that in the summertime, we were going to do yoga on Friday. That being said, we were going to work them very hard Monday through Thursday and let them have a good recovery day on Friday and let them have an enjoyable weekend so we could get back to work on Monday. Jeannie, how in the heck are you
2: <laughs> hello mark hello chris i am doing great thank you um good to be here good to see you guys i can actually see them you guys um, they their, their lovely faces thank you thank you i feel honored honored very honored um just still teaching of course at the u um, and various other places but uh Yoga is you know they say uh, different things are oh this is my life, well, yoga is my life it's it's been the most amazing practice I've ever had um you know, I play all types of sports, and uh it's the one thing that I have found that keeps me human <laughs> connects to your you know mind body connection um keeps my body open, flexible, strong, yet centered and calm. And it's just such a important combination um, to feel that. And it's like, you can work really hard, challenge yourself, um, strengthening, you get your heart rate going, you find that flexibility. And yet that inner peace you get with it is just something that you just can't find in everything, it's uh, most things, it's usually one or the other, maybe a small combination, but to have all three aspects of feeling good, challenging yourself, and then, while you're, as we like to say, you know, the eye of the storm, even though you are challenged, and you're working really hard, there's that that inner peace that's so amazing to feel while you're doing all of these things. And I find that the beautiful part of yoga is you can take that off the mat. You can take that out into your daily life. You can, you know, you're having a challenging conversation with someone and if you just tap into your breath, just breath alone, it can bring you into that space inside of you that can truly keep you calm, keep you focused and you won't react as you normally would. Maybe if uh, you didn't take that deep breath and you didn't find that center, and throughout so many aspects of my life, it's just kept me, uh, sane. <laughs> it's kept me whole, Um, and it's made me a better person.
0: I think it's brought you back from some pretty low areas. If, uh, if I remember correctly.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had, uh, unfortunately multiple car accidents where I've been, uh, hit from behind and had torn a lot of muscle damage to my neck, my back, um, disc issues, protruding, bulging discs, um, (laughs) had a stroke due to a hole in my heart, which uh, that was a little insane. Um, And just knowing the, what I used to be able to do from the, you know, before my car accidents, before my stroke, having the knowledge and body awareness of what I could do before really helped me recover. Uh, Just knowing how my muscles work together as a unit rather than isolation, just really work together to support me was huge. And uh, it's incredible just like I said, the breathing alone, how it can really center you and it can, Keep you on your path when things go awry. So
1: um, I think one of um, the one of the funny things, you know, I'm telling 18 to 22 year old uh, adolescent males, you know, ranging in size from 5'10, 135 pounds to seven feet tall, 250 pounds. that we're gonna start doing yoga, and I think the first day. We had our practice. Being a good coach, I, I did participate because I wanted to know what it was all about. And I think I actually did a couple sessions with you before the guys. Uh, being Plus, you good, look good in yoga you know, pants, too. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Lululemon to offer me a um, endorsement <laughs> deal. So, yeah, there's no shame in my game. There's just a lot of zeros in, in the check. Um, <laughs> But you know, um trying to convince these guys that you know this is a good thing, you know i always I always backed it up with like, here are our options, guys. we're gonna do yoga or we're gonna do conditioning. You guys get to pick surprisingly, they never pick conditioning <laughs> um, so i think I think day one, I think when we were done with our practice i i you're gonna have to you're gonna be better on. The description of the pose but i asked you to show the gentleman a pose that i knew they couldn't get into but also demonstrated not only how uh flexible you were but how strong you were due to the practice of yoga Mm. do you remember that
2: i believe it was flying pigeon
1: uh if that's the one where you're like in push-up position and you bring like your leg in front of you and you're above the ground. Oh, that might've been scissors. Scissors. Yeah. Well, I have no idea what the hell it was. I, most of <laughs> us, most of us just looked at you like, there's no way in hell any of us are getting into that.
0: <laughs> he just remembers the pain.
1: <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't going to try it, but I, but, but, but once again, I had to get the buy-in from the guys and to show them that this was worthwhile yeah. and that this was going to be beneficial for them. So I kind of had to give them a, something that I knew they couldn't do when they were looking at Jeannie who, you know, isn't frail by any means, but compared to a six, eight, 250 pound male, little built a little differently. Thank you. But <laughs> but, also, but also had to give them something that they could respect and understand that, you know, what I've always said with you is that you're not a yoga Nazi and, and what I, what I mean by that is there are a lot of yoga uh, yogis out there that don't understand that everybody can't do what they can do because they haven't been practicing as long as they have, but you've always been able to regress and progress every posture or pose or whatever exercise we were doing for the individuals that you were working with so I always I mean I always loved going to you and seeing, you know, you're taking 15 different body types and you're taking the practice
0: and you're individualizing it for each one. To me, uh, just going off a little bit that I know about yoga, that's actually the way yoga is supposed to be taught. The other people who are teaching it, like the Nazis, like you say, Mark, they're not doing, they're not embracing what yoga is supposed to be. Jeannie's got it in, in the, the real sense of it.
2: Well, thank you. But, <laughs> well, no, it's it's important though, because, you know, you look on the covers of yoga journal and you look on different magazines and, and I've even had people, I've had students bring me and they're like, I want to do this pose. And they're showing me this picture of, you know, that arm, just say a crazy arm balance. And I'm like, okay, um, how long can you hold a down dog for? They're like, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, how long can you hold down dog for? Oh, I don't know. I was like, well, hold down dog for five minutes and then get back to me on that what pose you want to do. They're like, I said, you've got to start off with basics. If you don't have the basics, if you're not in proper alignment, you're gonna injure yourself. And yoga is my my mantra is yoga's is here to heal you, not hurt you. And you have to listen to your body. So, you know, so important to make it accessible to everyone. And to start out with the basics, because you know what's the point otherwise.
0: See you, Mark.
1: He's out of here. <laughs> no, my, dog, my, dog, my dog, my dog, Before she started, before she started whimpering, I had to get her out. Oh, so. she wants to be on. So, couple, couple key points on that, and and not only with yoga but also with coaching. Um. Because I, I've, I've, I'm a firm believer. You got to meet the person where they're at, mm. and and as a as a yo as a yogi or a coach, you got to meet them where they're at, and then you, as the expert, have to understand their limitations.
0: One size doesn't fit all. No.
1: Well, one size doesn't fit all, and rule number one: do no harm. Mm. Right. You know. And I, 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 I mean, I, I hear you echoing, you know, if this hurts, it's your body, body telling you that it's not good. Absolutely.
2: So, it's the only way your body can tell you, you know, either you can't move it or it's going to hurt. And that's your know, body pain is your body's way of saying, hey, you're doing too much. So, modify it, back off a little, breathe into it, and just feel your way into what you're doing and notice what your body is saying. Maybe you need to approach it just a little differently, a little softer, um, or at a different angle.
0: It truly
2: is that simple.
0: You know, I think it would be interesting. um, If you could maybe remember back to when you were training the athletes at Fairfield U and just kind of give us some insights to – the different body types you know uh what was the difference between the basketball players and the soccer players or was it the same you know the difference between the men and women from what you remember
2: um well a lot of tight ty- well for basketball players and soccer players you mean they're running i mean soccer players aren't using their hands but they're they're using their legs the whole time um the hip how tight they were in the hips, um, hamstrings for for both, both groups. It was hips, hamstrings, quads, knees, um, feet. <laughs> um, and But the basketball players, they had a lot of tightness in the neck and the shoulders and the upper body as well. Mm. Um, but the most interesting thing to me was that, you know, and this is why Mark wanted all of the athletes to do yoga is because they got, they're so overtrained in, in one area that they needed that balance of flexibility, of taking care of their body, of, um, you know, just countering what they're doing all day long. Because if you, you keep doing the same thing and keep doing the same thing and the muscles get tighter and tighter and tighter, eventually something's going to snap, something's going to tear. So if you do that, you do the yin yoga, like the yin yoga is one thing we really like doing. Um, yeah, I love that exactly It's huge. Um, if you're not familiar with what yin yoga is, it's long holdings of passive postures that work very deep into the connective tissues and joints. And it's, you're basically lying down most of the time, you might be in a seated position, you might be on the belly, but it's just a wonderful way. You hold the poses for like three to five minutes in a beginner's class, but a wonderful way to release the body, giving your body the time to open up. And, and I
0: found that you just need a couple of those poses, and for me, it completely changed my body and reversed the number of injuries from basketball and martial arts.
1: Yeah, it's well, and 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 for the young athletes, listen, listen. It, Jeannie just said that we were holding poses for three to five minutes, not five to 10 seconds. Hmm. So, and I remember, I remember being in a lot of those poses and wondering when the hell you were going to let us get out of it. Being like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating profusely now. So can we please move on? Please.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Between yin yoga and having, uh, guys the size of Mark on top of you trying to choke you and not being able to move in jiu-jitsu. Those two things taught me a lot of humility and how to just submit and just let things be. <laughs> One, and, and that's the, the, probably the next topic I really want to
1: hit on is the, the mind-body, mind-body-soul connection. Because um, I think a lot of people don't pay enough attention to it. You know, breathe, in my profession right now, the two big things are breathing and sleeping. And it's like, yeah, they both work. Like, and they're, fr- hey, they're free. <laughs> you know, so like, the, you know, I've, the, how important it is for nasal breathing, um, how important it is to make sure that you're, you're, you're focusing on your breathing and meditating. And taking time for yourself in order to recover for performance, um, and with this pandemic going on and uncertainty, you know how would you how would you talk to a younger athlete or anybody about like what they can do in their daily routine to help them deal with some uncertainty or um, feel better about themselves. Um. You can plug, you can plug your website at this point.
2: Oh, it's, <laughs> uh... <laughs> you can um, find me at geniesyoga.com. It's J E A double n J E A N N I E S. the word yoga. Y O G A genie at geniesyoga.com. So um finding that, you know, and you have uncertain times, uncertain issues, you're not sure what's going on. As I always say in the beginning of the practice, um, my big, how I always start out with is, you know, who or what immediately brings a smile to your face, you know, warms your heart, speaks to your soul. And I want you to draw from that positive energy. So when you have to um, have a conversation with someone, you have um, COVID you need to recover from or go through, you know, just bringing that positive energy into your heart center and taking that deep breath in and filling your, you know, the the belly, the ribs, your chest, heart center with it. And then with exhalations, you let go of anything that doesn't serve you, anything negative, anything sad, any anger, any pain. And then you take that next deep breath in and you fill your being with that positive energy, health, most importantly, happiness, and peace and if you can approach these things and like i said situations and uh, anything you do with that mindset you're going to have a very different result and usually it's a positive result Um, i always try to let go of the negative and just focus on the positive because you know life's short and if you focus on negative and you keep that negative feeling or that anger or that frustration inside and you keep holding it and keeping it and pressing it down eventually it causes dis-ease in your body dis-ease in your mind and dis-ease in your heart center so and that uh, equates to disease my friends (laughs) so you don't want to have that in your body you want to let it go yeah um
0: and for on, on the short end of, 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 of time, you know, it, it hurts an athlete's performance. If they're in a negative way, you're, you're going to perform much better if you're in that positive state. You know, if so it's a, it's a modality that you can learn to better your performance.
1: Well, and it's almost, I think most athletes, you know, they call it the flow state where they're not even thinking. They're just, you know, we, we've seen certain athletes that have been in it, uh, you know, the one that comes to mind is Michael Jordan playing the, the, the trailblazers and he's banging down six three-pointers in the first half. And and he looks over to Magic Johnson and he just shrugs his shoulders like, like, I have no idea. I'm just, I'm in the zone. But, you know, I think, I think with the practice, you know, I think a lot of people look at yoga and meditation and they look it in a negative way, unfortunately. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm lucky enough that I have a, a pretty open mind about things and different things and different modalities to use to help my athletes and individuals that I work with. But there's some, there's some coaches out there that still don't get it. And I think probably one of the things that probably surprised you the most, Jeannie, was the men's basketball um, kind of acceptance of the yoga practice and, and we had a former soccer player on, Nikki Goody Stanton. And, and I thought the women's soccer was going to be very open to uh, the yoga practice in their preseason. And to, to my surprise, they weren't. And I, I was like, I, I don't really get this. The group that I thought was going to fight and kick and scratch and be a pain in my ass about it, they were open and receptive. And the other group that I thought was going to be open and receptive was completely the other way. Uh, was
0: Her response, we asked her why that was, and her response was very interesting. <clears throat> and, you know, for an 18 to 20, 21, 20-year-old, 20 22-year-old kid um, who are playing sports at a high level like that, they think that their edge is going to come from going and playing more. And that's exactly how she answered it. You know, she thought that she should wow. be out on the field kicking a ball rather than doing this kind of... Uh, different movement with, with, with her body. She, at that time, in that period of time, she didn't, she couldn't put that, that concept together. Genie, let me ask you something. Going back to those days again, um, you know, uh, as a, as a sample from the, say the crowd of basketball players, let's, let's say um, you were mentioning before all of the issues that they had tight hips, knees, um, the basketball players had tight necks and shoulders was it some of them was it half of them was it most of them was it all of them were, were and and was it severe were all of them this severe state of of tightness when they started with you?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, for them to try to get there, if they were coming into a standing forward fold where you're standing with your feet hip distance and you fold over. I don't know if any of them could even touch. I mean, they were lucky if they got their fingertips past their knees, if they could, um, sure. Some were more flexible than the others cause you have different body types, but, uh, the stronger they were, the less flexible they were. Um, and the, because your muscles are, you know, they're, they're shorter, like they're, um, the muscles were shorter. Um, but the hamstrings, like if your hamstrings are so tight that you can't bend over and, and touch your toes, or touch your shins, gonna come anywhere near the floor, that's going to slow you down. If you have, if your muscles are flexible and strong, it's incredible how much faster you'll be able to move on the court. Your recovery from, you know, when you're pivoting and, and, and sprinting back and forth, uh, you're going to be so much faster and your reactions are going to be quicker. You're going to be able to reach out further for the ball um, to catch it, to Jump higher do you want to jump higher in basketball
0: yeah i I have s- specific uh experience with that. I remember um, my senior year in high school we were playing in a um, i think it was a conference league championship, and i didn't know anything about yoga, but you know my coach was good. he would make us warm up and stretch before every practice um, games you were kind of on your own, and you know i i didn 't really stretch for whatever reason this game I remember stretching for you know holding you know stretches for a long time and and doing a lot of it again really loose before layup lines and I to that point had never jumped that high in my life and it was because my muscles were you know stretchy elastic and ready to go
2: yeah it's the it's the coolest feeling too I mean just to you know to reach that much higher I um I had a group of rowers that uh, their coach said oh you, you, you know you got to try this yoga because i think it'll be good for you guys and they were so adverse to it and i said do you guys want to have a longer reach and they're like you know in rowing they're like well yeah of course mm-hmm. we would it's like stick with this you will do this and you one one of the rowers his reach increased by 4 inches
0: wow 4 yeah.
2: inches and it's not just okay he opened up his hamstrings that's not what yoga's about yoga's about opening up your entire body from head to toes. And, and that's, what's so important. Not just saying, Oh, I have tight hamstrings or, you know, well, how about your back? How about your hips? How about your, your shoulders, your neck, your entire body, everything is connected. And unfortunately sometimes athletes don't realize that it's like, Oh no, I I just need to, you know, just keep, you know, doing these, um, this this certain training of, of, of getting my muscles stronger and getting stronger and getting stronger. But, Again, if it's too strong, and if also if it's too flexible, you have yeah. gotta have that midline of balance. balance, strength, and flexibility together, and then bringing it all together and finding that equanimity between it all, and and the focus. I mean, if you can, you're at a foul line, and you've got the crowds cheering, and, and you've got you know one second left on the you know the clock or, or whatever it may be. You've got you've got to Be the eye of the storm and let everything around you be and then inside like you're talking about jordan just you're in the zone you've got to be in your own body in your own mind connecting to yourself to your breath to your strength to your flexibility and and make that shot right and it just boils down to the practice of you know like you're saying mark meditation like how important that is And, and and i'm not saying you've got to sit in a lotus position and chant and say om for, you know, an hour it's it's truly breathing and being with yourself and being one with yourself and just letting go of the external and focusing on the internal.
0: You know, I think one of the interesting things about um ancient practices like yoga or martial arts, tai chi, qigong, you know, a lot of it is esoteric for a lot of people and you know when you start bringing out pictures of the chakras and you know talking about that type of stuff people tend to you know lose focus because we've been brought up in this more western society where um you know the scientific method has to be applied to everything and i'm not saying that that's a bad thing obviously a lot of the um more western practices the strength and conditioning stuff like mark does that's backed up by scientific data is very important Um, but you know those are those are newer ways of training the body where yoga and martial arts uh, have been around for thousands of years and people didn't have the scientific method or you know different machines to be able to uh, test uh, the things that they were doing it was all from experience and you would go and learn these things from to from a from a master who had been doing it for years and years and years and you know, probably through very similar methods that we do now, you know, scientifically figuring out what works and what doesn't, and throwing away um, the stuff that, that doesn't and keeping the stuff that does, these ancient masters came to a place where they, they knew what they were doing at experiential level, um, and didn't need the science. You know, but I, I think that, Jeannie, maybe you could speak to this a little more you know, I think science is starting to study these ancient, um, practices and starting to understand what ancient masters knew experientially from a scientific standpoint.
2: Yes. Um, they're doing studies. I mean, even just brain activity, brain activity alone on, um, you know, hooking up the brain to machines to see the activity as far as what's going on in your brain when you're doing the deep breathing, when you calm yourself down, how blood flow goes um, to the brain, to your organs, uh, how muscles can react if you're in a calmer state than if you're in a, uh, a tense state. Um, it's interesting, you know, you, you, I know people always want that. Well, if it's, if it's not written in such and such and -and so-and-so doesn't back it, then it's hocus pocus. And, you know, it's funny when I first started practicing, um, yoga, I'm like, Oh, yoga, shmoka, what are we going to do? Sit, chant, breathe, say, Oh, and then I went into a room of about, there's about 70 people in the room. And I, I sat there and, and they chanted om, and I started cracking up laughing. I, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, crap, these people are serious about this. I'm like, okay, I'll just do this om thing. And then and then, little by little by little, just the vibration. And you don't have to chant om. I mean, heck, mark what we chant. Pizza, I mean, I would chant pizza, whatever somebody's favorite word, repeat word is. Just getting the vibration to go through your body. Um,
1: That's and, cruel saying pizza to a fat kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can get a veggie pizza, you know, with no cheese and just some sauce, a little extra we, we,
0: We've discussed here uh, quite extensively how pizza is the perfect food.
2: Oh, well, it is. Depending on the topic, <laughs> it's, it's important. Well, you know what's interesting? It's, you know, if you're going to eat it, make sure you're happy eating it. You know, make yeah. sure it puts, again, is this going to serve you? Is this pizza going to serve you? Sure. Just putting a smile on it? Yeah. Um, can sure. you throw a few more veggies on it? Absolutely. Um, should you eat a little less probably? Um, but, uh, again, it's the balance of everything. Um, but, um, people that I find will poo poo different modalities of things. It's usually they're afraid it's fear-based usually. Um, that is what I have found. Um, even in this virtual world that we're living in now, this, one of my students, she's, um, she was an avid athlete, dancer, incredible, you know, dancer, and she, um, she did, um, I think it was modern dance, she said, and she says, oh, I had kids and my, my back hurts, anyways, I said, do this, you can do this, you're in your own home, no one can see you, you know, you need to just start doing this. She's like, I'm truly afraid to do it. I'm afraid it's gonna hurt my back because she had back issues. And I said, well, I would tell you from experience, if something bothers you, it hurts your back, you stop. And then you, you, again, you modify. That's my biggest go-to is modifying the poses and doing what works for you. And, you know, I know a lot of people, like I said, they'll, they'll sit there and say, well, unless it's backed by science, how can it be? Well, take a breath in notice how you feel yeah give it a try do your own research um how does it feel to sit in a stretch you know just sit in a um a hip opener and take more than five breaths right mark
1: i think that i think that's important for people that are you know prescribing things for people like i not only i not only did my research on it but i participated in it Mm. yeah you know and i If if I had come out of those first, like, two sessions that I did without the basketball players and I didn't feel better, we would have been done. Like, I would have gone back to the basketball coach. It's a waste of time. Yeah. And and in the summertime, because of the limited hours that we have, Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to waste.
2: No. You know. Well, I mean, rem- and that's the beautiful part of it. You're in a pose, even if you're in a pose for a full, solid minute, sixty seconds, and you've taken five breaths, you've taken ten breaths, however your breathing is. And again, it slows down with yoga because you need to slow it all down to relax into the pose, to get into the pose, and be in the pose and feel it. It's amazing. I remember one of the the players on a, the first uh, one of the first times. Um, I taught, he just looked at me and it was like this huge man. I don't know. He was, I don't know. I forget which, who it was, but it was he was cleanup. like six. <laughs> well, it
1: was what It was peanut. Peanut, peanut,
2: probably.
1: He just looked at
2: me at the end of the practice and he just looked at me and he's like, I said, do you have any questions? And there was this little boy in this huge man's body and he just looked at me. He's like, "Genie," he looked up at me. Because I was standing, and he was sitting, and he's just like, "Can we do this again?" <laughs> like the cutest thing I just went, "Oh, his sweet little face, like it was just like it was a gift that you gave the Mark to do yoga. Like truly so, a gift.
1: I think, you, I think you actually wound up making, ma- making him a, a DVD or a CD so he could play at night to go to sleep. But the funny story with Peanut, after at the end of every uh, practice. We get in corpse pose. And every time he fell asleep. <laughs> so when we came out of corpse pose, like you've got 16 guys that are, you know, waking back up out of corpse pose. We got a six, 8 250-pound man in the corner, knocked out, and nobody <laughs> wants to wake him up. So <laughs> we're deadly afraid that he's going he's gonna to come up swinging. <laughs> You know, so, you know, I, I think, I think everybody realized how important it was and how important it is. Um, you know, I can speak on my own because I've had some medical issues related to stress and not dealing with it. You know, I I had, uh, what was it? I had four or five, um, I went into AFib like four or five times in like one year and I had to get popped out. Um, And then they had to have a surgery, but it was all due to stress and me not handling it and me not taking the time. You know, I was doing other things. I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I was still doing my workouts, but I really wasn't dealing and taking the time to recenter myself, focus on what's important and what makes me happy and get rid of the garbage. I was just focusing on the garbage. Mm -hmm thank you for, thank you for your help.
2: Oh my gosh. My (laughs) pleasure. My pleasure. But the thing is, it's, you know, you can deliver something to someone and say, here you go, you know, try this, do, you know, and I can preach it all day long and say, okay, this is how you should breathe. This is how you should relax. But unless you take those tools and keep them with you and take them and, and take them off of the mat. I mean, that's the true practice of yoga. It's not about just coming to the mat. It's about, taking everything with you off of the mat and taking it out into your practice, taking it onto the court, taking it onto the field, taking it everywhere you go, taking it while you're just driving and allowing all of that to release and let go. You know, I, I remember, um, something, well, not very simple, but after I had um, my stroke, uh, you know, I was, I had, uh, I think I had, I had 26 classes. I came back to, I taught 26 classes the following week. I had the stroke on Tuesday. I mean, I thought I was going to go to work that day cause I had to be in Greenwich anyways. I had five classes that day. Um, and, uh, the doctor's like, no, we're going to have to keep you here cause they had no idea why I would have it. I mean, I was very healthy. You know, they were checking for, uh, cholesterol and I'm like, I've got green juice running through my carotid artery. Trust me. You're not going to find it. I don't know. I don't do the bacon thing. And, uh, Mm, So when they found that I had Mm, a whole that sounds good. (laughs) That sounds
0: good. You've mentioned, yeah, you've mentioned pizza and bacon so far in front of us. (laughs) Bacon pizza sounds delightful. Oh
2: my goodness, bacon. Yeah, it's. I'm sure. Um, but um, and anyway, so they couldn't understand why a young, and at the time I was 45, um, why a young 45 year old, healthy, you know, in shape person could have a stroke and you know, they eventually found out, I said, you're not gonna, you know, I was an anomaly, and they realized, oh, they did an ultrasound of the heart, and echocardiogram, and found out that I had a uh, hole in the heart, so after all that, um, like I said, I went back to teaching, and I did the best I could, but, you know, I was so happy to be back teaching, and, and see everybody, and people are like, why are you so happy, you should be like, devastated and depressed you, you know i have a deficit on the left side i couldn't really lift my left arm and i was walking with a big limp and my left foot turned out to the side because i didn't have you know i hit the right side of the brain so it affected left side body and i couldn't actually bring my left foot to walk straight ahead it would just bank to the left um and uh i'm like why am i happy i didn't die <laughs> there's a good reason to be happy right so um again just being grateful that i didn't die and that um you know i could still walk and okay a little bump in the road but and it's gonna take me some time but oh my gosh thank god i had my yoga um and i could breathe my way through what was going on and then through therapy the therapist that i was going to said you're doing more on your own with your yoga than we could ever do with you. Like they're like, cause I they would tell me, okay, we're going to start with balance. I'm like, all right. So I would come into Tadasana. If you're not sure it's mountain pose, it's just the blueprint of your body. You stand and you, you root down through your feet and group all your muscles together to support yourself. And then I would go through that and they're watching me do this. And then I would shift into one leg and then have that leg, you know everything's supported on that side body, but I want to collapse. You hug to the midline and you support your whole side, and then I would lift my left leg and move my breath. They're like, you know, first people that didn't, you know, the therapist didn't know what I was. Doing. I'm like, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, and I would explain to them what I was doing. They're like, I said that's how you balance. They're like, can you teach me that? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure. So I would start teaching them aspects of yoga and and how to breathe into it and what to do and how to support yourself with your core in a proper way and not let their patients shift into just that hip because I would see it. I'd see their alignment was off, the way they were walking was off. And I'm like, you really need to correct that person's alignment because if they're, they're off and if this is gonna help them. They're like, you want a job? I'm like, okay. <laughs> but as simple as that sounds, it is that simple. It's just looking at your body and and people's bodies and saying, okay, well, what's what's not working right here? And the biggest thing i found, I'm, I'm going off, of course, like I normally do on the other branch of another tree, but that hyperextension that so many athletes do, you know, when you, your knees can bend back back into a position out of alignment where you're jamming up your joints. If you don't train your body in proper alignment, which is what yoga does, which I've always, you know, my, my I hyperextend knees and, and elbows and the the back, you know, as we say, spilling the guts and sticking your booty out. Well, bringing all of that in alignment is what yoga can help you with. And once you you bring your body anatomically in proper alignment in the blueprint of your body and you strengthen it that way and you create that flexibility in a proper aligned manner, again, you're gonna perform so much better. You're gonna take that low back pain away. You're gonna take, you're not gonna have to have knee surgery because you've hyperextended so much when um, you've landed on your feet. Um, you know, gymnasts, how many of them have, you know, hip replacements and, um, you know, how many athletes, uh, soccer players especially, with the torn meniscus, the torn, um, uh, where else, uh, just that whole, the whole entire knee area. So many soccer players have had so many issues with that. Well, if you stretch your quads and you, Um, you know, it's not just your quads, but your adductors, your hip flexors, your psoas, so many areas of the body that if you opened up again, you're going to be injury. You're going to keep the body injury free.
0: Um, I think another big point that you, you touched upon too, is just general body awareness. You know, um, the, uh, the athletes, you know, when, when we're young, you know, we're, we're so used to When you talk about positioning, we know where to be on a basketball court, on a football court, but because we're, we're constantly being, it's constantly being drilled into our heads. We're constantly practicing over and over and over again. So you know where to go during a certain situation, but nobody has taught us how to position our bodies correctly. You know, how to line up, you know, your, your toe, your knee, your, your hip in the, in the proper fashion, you know, and you know, the, um, one of the things we spoke about with Pat Hall this morning, Mark, was the, uh, the idea that, you know, athletes have to get more and more independent um, with their training. And you've mentioned before, Mark, that, you know, you're one of, you know, we talked about, um, you know, uh, multiple sports and, you know, but doing that in the right combination so that kids aren't overtraining. And, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to balance, but you, you, one constant for you is always going to be martial arts. And I would assume yoga too, that goes along with an athlete through their entire career and through preseason during the season, postseason. Uh, that's always there for them. And it teaches them specifically that body awareness that carries over into, uh, you know, scanning how your body feels before a game and having the ability to uh do the things that align it correctly so you don't get injured and you perform optimally
1: well i think i think one of the things that everybody's you know if i if i had a dollar for every time i said foot ankle knee hip alignment to the athletes that i work with i'd be a billionaire um and the importance of it uh, and genie what you would tell the girls is like butts out guts out because they would be hyper extending their knees they go into a, a posterior tilt of their pelvis I believe Um, and the stress the stress that they're putting on their joints instead of their muscles is what they were doing Um, and they were actually unloading their muscles and loading up the joints Mm -hmm. I've always been a firm believer you know part of my job is to break down the muscles because when I break down the muscles you're going to take you're going to have the nutrition and the recovery to build a, a, a bigger stronger muscle I never want to put the stress on a joint because when I start messing with the stress and the integrity of the joint, that's where I'm going to get into trouble. That also being said, your body works in a way where it alternates going from the floor up to your head. It alternates between a stable and a mobile joint all the way up from the foot all the way up to the top of your head. And nobody can argue this. I I don't care what type of training you do, but you can't argue this with me. So you need a strong, stable foot, you need a mobile ankle, you need a stable knee, you need a mobile hip. What most people don't realize when you have an issue at your knee, it's usually not the knee that's causing the problem, it's the end result, but it's usually an issue in mobility in your ankle, your big toe, or your hip. And at the end of the day, it's putting the stress on the knee. But most people, when they go to a doctor, they go, my knee hurts, and the doctor looks at their knee. You know, and mm-hmm. and I, I just think, you know, the ability to incorporate not only Western medicine and Eastern philosophy, I think that's kind of like what I learned with, with, with getting in contact with Jeannie and having a relationship, uh, a, a 10 to 15 year relationship with her. The importance of looking outside of, traditional medicine and methods to help the individuals that you're working with?
0: You know, uh, one, uh, one interesting thing that I'm always thinking of, and maybe the two of you can touch on this from both of your disciplines. Uh, you know, when I first started, you know, when, when I was playing basketball, the only thing we did was static stretches, right? There was no talk about the difference between static stretches and dynamic stretching. Once I got into martial arts and I started training with uh dynamic stretching was one of the first things we did. Mark, when you started training with me, it's probably one of the first things we did was the dynamic stretch kicks that you know stretch the, the back of your hamstring. And you know there's, there's studies and theories out there that you know uh, you should do dynamic stretching before static stretching. you should only do it at the end, or um, you, know, you shouldn't do any static stretching at all. Um, and there's an interesting thing. Here, Ginny, with with Yin Yoga, um, and 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 I've 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 come across this from trying to teach my own clients too, but going back to the self awareness, um, it's almost as if if you know yoga when, when you do yoga like a you know a sun salutation, you're you're doing dynamic stretching, right? That's it's kind of dynamic stretching incorporated into it, but when you do Yin Yoga. Um, it, it's not. It's, you're, it, it's almost like a static stretch, but, but it's not. And you almost have to have that self awareness of your body because I think the problem with static stretching is when people's muscles are not warm and they are not in tune with their body, that's when they push themselves too far and when they get hurt. I know my body well, and I know that if I wake up first thing in the morning, I can do yin yoga right away. Cause I'm only going to go to where my body starts not being able to yield. I'm going to stay there. I'm going to breathe and it's going to eventually bend, but that's after years and years of practice.
2: Absolutely. It's, um, and that's the thing about the yoga because when you're doing your dynamic stretching and you are, your muscles are heating up, you can't get into the deep connective tissue and the joints like you would if your body is cold because your bigger muscles are gonna you know, take over. And um, again, doing the, the dynamic part of it, but just lying in these poses and just allowing to be, and it's one of the most challenging things to do, I find for anyone, in all aspects of life to just sit in a pose and just stay there and just breathe and re- allow your body to relax into the pose. And yes, you're using the prop use props, use pillows, you use whatever you need, but you're going to get the better result by staying still, by allowing the body to just be. Um, and I find that, uh, people, uh, when they come out of it, it's, it's much more challenging. Like you can get into the pose and then when you come out of it, it's a little more challenging to come out of it. But hmm. when they walk away from a yin yoga practice, they they say, they just cannot get over how amazing they feel. They're like, oh my gosh, my, my hip feels better. My back feels better. Like what, what did you do to me? I'm like, I didn't do anything. You just sat in the pose and you breathed your way into freedom in your body. And it's the coolest thing. If you can just stay there and do it, um, the rewards are are so worth the time, like three to five minutes. Mm. Right. And like you said, waking up in the morning, it's, it's awesome. If you just roll out of bed and roll into some, you know, on the floor and get into some poses, it's to start your day that way. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it's just, it's going to set the mode for how, again, you feel and going back to that positive energy, like, Wow! I'm going to start my day. Even if you took ten minutes and did did a one pose on each side, or did a couple poses, um, you know, just say three minutes each. Um, how it's going to set the tone for your day. How it's going to set your body up, and then connecting to yourself and just ting- just allowing the body to release that way. It's 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 huge, and I'm so glad you you found that you love it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But to anyone listening, you know, seek out if you've never done it before, seek out a professional because it is probably something you can hurt if you're just hurt yourself with if you're just watching a video or something on YouTube. You need someone to guide you so that you can get that body awareness. The hell with a professional. Seek out Genie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am
1: am a professional. professional, Go to Genie. I, and the coolest part about this whole
2: virtual thing, people are like, oh, well, you just stand there and do the class. I said, I've never stood there and done the class uh, in person. I'm up on that screen and I'm saying, you know, I'll say, Mark, move your right foot to the right a little bit more, scoot your heel over. So I need, I see, I, I'll demo a post and then I'm up to the screen and I'm adjusting you on the screen because you can so get injured in yoga if you're not doing it properly. And the person on the screen, if it's just a video, they can't look on the screen and say, oh, you know, Chris, you, you're, you're gonna hurt your shoulder if you hyperextend that elbow. And how many people who naturally do that end up hurting themselves because they've hyperextended and they did a weight-bearing pose on that hyperextended elbow hmm. or their knees. And then their, their low back hurts because they're compressing the discs in their low back. Um, so important to, again, whether you seek me out or you seek anyone else out, have them look at your alignment. I'm just gonna tell you one other um, story real quick I had uh, parents, that, uh, parents that took uh, one of my yoga classes and they repeatedly took it and they, they, you know, it was nice. They loved me as a teacher and they're like, we, we want you to talk to our daughter. And I said, why? They said, well, she plays softball and she plays basketball and she did, um, I think she played hockey as well. And they said, we've taken her to three different doctors and they all want to do knee surgery.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. I said, okay. They're like, we want you to do a yoga class with her because you really look at what we're doing so maybe you can see what she's doing. So I went to their home. I did a private home and all I had her do, first and foremost, is I said, just stand. She stood in front of me. Feet were wide. Knees were hyperextended. Butts out, guts out. Oh yeah, the toes were turning out. um, Compressing the discs in her back. Her whole posture was so off. So she's playing all of these sports and in hyperextension in and compressing everything. And and of course her knees are going to hurt. So I I had her stand in tadasana, mountain pose, and it was feet parallel, hip distance apart, rooting down, like you said, Mark, so important. You've got to have your feet first because that's where it starts from, unless you're on your hands, then it would start there, but on your feet. And so I said hip distance, quads active, core strong, tailbone's gently reaching down you know, ribs into the back body, shoulder blades gently drawing down the back, bring your head and neck in alignment. And she just looked at me and, she, and I said, are you okay? She's like, the pain's gone. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She's like, what did you do to me? The pain's gone. I didn't touch her. I just brought her in the blueprint of her body and had her body supported the way it should be, supported with her own muscles in alignment, taking the pressure off her joints, taking the pressure off the discs, in her back and her neck, she was having issues with her neck. Thirteen years old. Hmm. Thirteen whole, years old. And three different doctors wanted to do knee surgery on this poor girl. Because
0: you know, the whole, they're all the, the whole idea behind having a steady practice is to be able to retrain that muscle memory because i 'm sure if you let her off on her own Jeannie she probably went back to the to the same alignment that she was before you adjusted her, and athletes right. should understand that because essentially when you 're practicing when you're you're, you're practicing uh, the same move over and over again or uh, a jump shot or a throw or something you 're training your your muscle memory and it's the same idea to be able to train proper alignment. If you're out of alignment, then you have to have a steady practice to retrain those nerves to fire correctly so that, you know, you don't have to think about it. You end up aligning yourself the correct way.
2: Absolutely.
1: I know that when I get my athletes into proper alignment, they swear that their feet are turned in, pointing to each other. I'm like, no, they're straight ahead. Promise, <laughs> right. Exactly. I promise, I promise they're straight ahead. They're like, no, they're not. They're pointing at each other. I'm like, no, you've been, so, you've, been so, you've been in external hip rotation for so long, you don't know any difference. So now I'm just bringing it right. back into neutral, and you have to internally rotate the hip. You know, as, as, as I've said, or as I've been told, the, the knees are probably the dumbest joint in the body because it follows whatever the ankle or the hip does. So I mean, if you have a if, once again, if you got an issue at the knee, you might have a structural issue at the knee, for real. But more than likely, it's a it's a lack of mobility in your ankle and your hip that's causing the, mm-hmm. the stress and the pressure on the knee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before you go under the knife, let's check some other boxes before you go and and make that make that decision. Sorry, all it. sorry, all orthopedic surgeons.
2: <laughs> speaking of orthopedic surgeons, I went to, um, after one of my car accidents, again, I was, um, re- I've been rear-ended, uh, from behind three different times. Uh, two, twice was at a red light. I was stopped and the people didn't stop behind me. Um, but, um, one of-
1: Rear-ended from the front? Excuse me? You said rear-ended from behind. Yes. You can't be rear-ended from the front. That's very true,
2: Mark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, we do, have, we do try to have some fun during well, and, and be logical <laughs>
0: about things. Yeah, that's very true.
2: Uh, when someone hit me from behind... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna, I'm never going to live this one down. We um, go. Anyways, what was I saying? You were rear-ended from behind. so um i was having all of these issues in my left my left big toe i was having sharp pain it felt like somebody was stabbing me with a knife in my left big toe and um and i said to my orthopedist i'm like look i i really need because i wanted manual therapy i wanted deep massage and i wanted um of course i'm doing doing my yoga too but he's like you know, first they wanted to do um, shots. They wanted to give me some uh, cortisone shots, and I'm like, "No, won't do that." I had that done once after one of my accidents. It was painful and did absolutely nothing for me. And I said, "No." I said, "I really want the manual therapy. The you know, massage. I know is going to help me just because that in the." He's like, "Well, you know what? It's either that or we do surgery." I said, "Surgery." I said, "Well, I can walk. Why would I do surgery?" He's like, "Well, because if you're in that kind of pain." I said, "Yes, but I I just you know I just wanted." A script for therapy and they gave me a script for, for muscle relaxers anti-inflammatories and i threw those puppies out <laughs> because i said i don't need that i need someone to work my body and again if you have an injury yes i think it's very important to have you know massage uh, massage the muscles to um, do my practice and also um the pain that I was having, he's like, um, he says, the other thing I want to do is send you to a podiatrist. I said, why do you want me to go to a podiat- podiatrist? He says, well, cause your left leg's shorter than your right. I said, uh, well, that's because my muscles are contracted and pulling that left leg up and, sh- it sh- it, and tightening everything to it. So of course it's gonna be shorter. He's like, no, you, you're gonna need a lift in your shoe. I, I, <laughs> I said, I'll oh, go no, talk to a podiatrist. Let's see what they say. Wrote me out scripts and it was gonna cost me, I think, um, $800 or $850 for two different um, arches they want to put in my shoes. And then I took those grips and I tore them up and I said, okay, so I'm just going to really work on elongating the muscles in my left side of my body. And I ended up, one thing for therapy, for my own therapy, I said, I'm going to walk the beach. So I walk the beach in deep, deep sand, not when the tide's out, when the sand's hard, you wanna walk in the deep sand, just to get that length back and that re- um, repetitiveness of moving my leg and push, working my muscles to elongate all the way up into the hip and the back. And lo and behold, that coupled with my yoga and then doing my own, I bought a little a massager guy that would massage my back um, and my hip and then just working it myself Lo and behold, my leg became the same length as my other. My left was the same as my right. Isn't that amazing? Magic. Magic, magic. No drugs, no, no knee, no injections, no surgery. Um, just self-care. And diet, diet definitely helps too.
1: Well, and and I, don't, I don't think people understand the importance of walking around without shoes on. Oh, huge. Uh- I mean, especially, especially for females that wear heels and how that throws you off. I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I believe there's 26 bones in each foot. So that's 52 bones in your feet uh, out of 206 in your body. So a quarter of your bones are in your feet. Mm. You know, so take care of your feet, you know, take care of your foot, take care of your feet. And come to the realization that there's more than one way to do something. And as we've talked, you know, I think one of the common themes that have been in the podcast is, you know, take responsibility for yourself and uh, the importance of that, and empower yourself to make sure that you get better. You know, just because there's just because somebody has a couple of degrees on the on the wall doesn't mean that they know your body better than you. Mm-hmm.
0: So Jeannie, uh, you're currently doing Zoom classes now. What's uh, the future hold for Jeannie's yoga? Uh, if uh, this crisis breaks and we're all back to normal, uh, where can people find you?
2: Um, well, I definitely plan on continuing my Zoom classes. Absolutely. Uh, regardless of whether I'm physically at another uh, other venues because I've found that I can offer it to people who, can't get to a studio or who want that lunch break yoga and can't get, you know, have time restraints. Um, people that want to do privates, but don't, um, aren't accessible. Uh, they don't have the um, chance to go to these different places. So I will be doing, again, privates online. Um, I do, will be going to people's homes. I've even uh, done some <laughs> yoga on uh, person stayed in their house and i am stayed outside on their deck. So I was doing it um, that way. I've gone uh, to people's backyards. Um,
1: I would pay to see what the neighbors were, neighbors were thinking when you were doing that.
2: <laughs> oh, um, well, it's, you know, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, hi, just doing some yoga here. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, I think it's, it's important to, reached out and find out what's going to work for you um and again i'm open i i have i have my yoga mat will travel have my my laptop will travel and uh again i'm open so if um people want to practice yoga um my backyard's open too i'll give you a little well you guys no but they can't see in the podcast but look
1: it's a oh, little no, but, uh oh but they can
2: I've got a a little half acre here on the Brooks, and it's um, it's a beautiful scene uh, uh, setting. So it's very peaceful and calm. And uh, it's, it's my happy place.
0: What's Um, your uh, what's your number one suggestion for athletes?
2: Connect to yourself, learn about your own body, notice what's right and what doesn't feel good and just connect to your own breath. If you can take anything away from this, breathe, take a long breath in, fill your belly, ribs, heart center, and then exhale the breath back out. Again, it might be through the mouth, but if you can breathe out through the nose and just feel your way into your own body, because like Mark was saying, you, you know your body better than anybody. And if you can focus on you, focus on your breath and what feels right in your body, in your being, Go
0: with it. Awesome. Mark, what else you got?
1: Um, I think I'm good. Thank you, Jeannie. I, I think, um, you know, I – because I've tried to do the yoga on YouTube and it doesn't work because um, I, can't, I can't be in a pose and look at the television at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, very so, challenging. And the instructor on YouTube is getting in a pose and I'm still in the old pose and I'm like, all right, now I'm behind. Now I got to catch up. Now I'm getting stressed out about not being in the proper pose. This isn't <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> makes sense. Uh. <laughs> it's like uh, a sense. Like, yeah, it's like Bam Bam doing yoga, like ah. <laughs> Jack, Jack 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 doing yoga, turn
0: into a fireball, like ah. <laughs> All right, let's leave it there. Jeannie, thank you for coming on. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, anytime. Come back on again, please. Uh, for anyone listening, you can find uh, Jeannie at Jeannie'sYoga.com or email her at Jeannie at JeannieYogas.com. You can find us at AthleteHackers.com. If you have any questions or you want to be on the show, info at AthleteHackers.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. I would recommend
1: me. everybody get in early because we're going to be the next Joe Rogan of the podcast world. And in 10 years, I'm, I'm selling the shit to Spotify. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Catch us on the next one.
1: God, God bless. You. Have a great week. Make, you, make this day the best day. Thanks, Thank Jeannie. Thank you.
2: Stay healthy, everyone.